The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, am I not being unfair with you? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Pray with me, please. We pray, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that you come in power. Lord, that you come that we might have ears to hear, that we open our ears to hear what the Spirit has to say today, that we might grow more into your likeness. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. For all of you Clemson fans out there today, it's good to know that the sun came up today, okay? We'll just, we'll just clear the decks with that. Before we get into the gospel, and that's what I want to look at today, I want to look at the gospel that I just read out of Matthew in chapter 20. Before we get into that gospel, I, I, I kind of want to set the context Uh, by talking about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, because that's how Jesus begins today, for the kingdom of heaven is like. So I want us to consider the kingdom of God or the kingdom kingdom of heaven, and I want to use the Lord's Prayer because we tend to pray this all the time. We did it before the service today. What do we pray? We pray, thy kingdom come. We pray... Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what is the kingdom? Now, let's just get clear with this. We talk about it time and time again. Let's first say what the kingdom is not. The kingdom is not something that we find on a map. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is not some geographical territory. It's not some geographical territory that's bounded by meets and bounds. 
It's not some place that we go to, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God or heaven is not even the church, even though it's an agent of the kingdom of heaven. So what is the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of God? It is a state of being. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. It's a state of being in a relationship with God. Jesus said it this way in John's gospel. He said that my kingdom is not of this world. It never has been. It never will be of this world. He said this about the kingdom in Luke's gospel. He said that my kingdom is within you. It's spiritual. It's a state of being. The kingdom of God is within you. And when we pray that prayer in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, there's a connection between the kingdom of God and the will of God. This is why Jesus said, I only do what my Father tells me to do. This is why he prayed before he went to the cross, not my will be done, but your will be done. The kingdom of God It's doing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. And don't we need the will of God done now in our culture, in our time? Don't we need the will of God done in our lives? Because you see, God only blesses what's within his will. And we try, we're we're stiff-necked, we're hard-hearted, and we try to get God to bless things that we want him to bless which is outside of his will. And he's not going to do it. He only blesses what's inside of his will. The kingdom of God is defined by doing God's will. What else? As we consider this Lord's prayer in the kingdom of God, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Now, this is important before we get into the, into the parable. Give us this day our daily bread. What are we praying? Give us today, today, this day, our daily bread. What is daily bread? Food? No. It's it's everything that we need for today. That's what we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. So God's provision within the kingdom of God is found one day at a time. Isn't that what we learn and isn't that what we read when the the Israelites were free from bondage and and, and they were led into the wilderness? And what did they do? They started to grumble and they started to complain. They started to look back. Even though we were in bondage and captivity, we we were fed. The food we had there was better than what we got out here. And they started to grumble and complain. And what did God do? He provided. How did he provide? He provided this food. And they said, what is it? He said, yes. They said, well, what is it? He said, yes. That's what manna is. What is it? And it was given, what? One day at a time. Even if you wanted to get up and wanted to work hard and and stow away some food for the next day so you don't have to work as hard, you can slack off, guess what happened? That provision rotted. There's a principle here. That God's provision is promised one day at a time. Isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel? He said, don't worry about tomorrow. 
But what? Seek first the kingdom of God. So we put our faith and we put our trust that God's going to fulfill our needs for today. Do you realize that we can ruin today because of fear of tomorrow? We can ruin today because of carrying regrets from yesterday. We're only given today to live. We only have today. Give us today. We can spoil today with fear of the future. And we can ruin today with carrying regrets from yesterday, from the past. God's provision is for today. And it's all that we need to fulfill his will. Daily bread. All we need for today in living and fulfilling God's will. Do we need wisdom today? Do we need courage today? Do we need discernment today? Do we need peace today? Guess what? Give us today our daily bread. And it's provided, how? In and through the person of the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell within us. The kingdom of God. So Jesus says, for the kingdom of heaven is like. And now he starts to define what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he uses this parable. And, and, and we read it, we know it. This, this owner has a vineyard, and he goes out early in the morning to get some workers to come work in his vineyard. And he hires them for the going rate of the day, a denarius. And these workers, they leave and they go to the vineyard and they put in a 12-hour day. But then the owner goes back three hours later, six hours later, nine hours later. He even goes back one hour later and he finds people that are kind of hanging out on the corner and says, Come on, go work in the vineyard. So now let's think about this a minute. I love doing this because, you know, it kind of gets our attention because what he's talking about, listen to this. He, they got paid a denarius. Let's just say that a day's wage is $300. So this, these guys go out early in the morning and say, yes, I'll work for $300. And they're working and working and working. And then he hires these other, these other guys and says, I'll pay you what's, what's fair. And they go out. But then... When it's quitting time, time to pay everybody, the owner says to the manager there, to the foreman, now I want you to pay, and I want you to start with the last people that were hired. I want you to pay them first. So he goes and he pays, guess what? He pays $300 to the guy that worked an hour, to the people that he hired for an hour. And we read in the text that people heard about that. They started to do the math. Wow, what a swell guy. This landowner, this guy that owns the vineyard, he paid the fellow that worked an hour 300 bucks. And the guy that had been there for three hours says, he's a good guy. I've got 900 coming to me. And the other fellow said, well, I've been here six hours. I've got 1,800. He's a, he, I hope I get to work for him again. And the guy that's been laboring all day in the field, just sweating and dirty and he says, well, I've been here 12 hours. I top all of y'all. 
$3,600 coming to me. He is a good guy. But then they realized 300, 300, 300, 300. And what do they do? They begin to grumble and complain. I want to look at three principles that we get out of this, this parable that I think speaks to us today about the very heart of God in the kingdom of God. First is his timing, God's timing. This is one of the most powerful statements that we get out of this parable is that it is never too late with the Lord. Do you hear that? It is never too late with the Lord. There might be some of us sitting here today thinking, well, it's too late for me. You don't know about my life. You don't know about my needs. You don't know about my past. It's too late. That train has left the station. It's never too late. Did you notice that in the parable, it wasn't the foreman, it wasn't the manager that went out to hire the people? Who was it? It was the landowner, the owner of the vineyard. He's the ones going out and searching for those to come into the vineyard. It's never too late. Jesus stands at the door, we read in Revelation 3, and he's, he's knocking. And he says, if anyone will open the door, I'm going to come in. It's never too late. We read in Matthew 18 that Jesus says, I've come to seek and save the lost. It's never too late. God is always searching out for us. He's always wooing us to himself, never forcing himself. He's always seeking. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the woman who lost the coin and is doing everything to find that one lost coin, searching. Or the shepherd who's lost the sheep and is doing everything to find that one sheep, leaving the 99. He's always searching. It's never too late. This is good news. It wasn't too late for the thief dying on the cross. It wasn't too late for the family member dying in the hospital. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been there and there's a family member that just has been hard-hearted, but all of a sudden, before he takes his last breath, he receives the very love and grace and forgiveness of God, and he says, come, Lord Jesus. It's not too late for him. And that's good news. God's timing is such that any time is the right time. Peter says it this way in 2 Peter. He says, you know what? A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Don't think that the Lord is slow in coming, but he's patient. Why is he patient? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. But he wants everyone to turn to him in repentance. It's never too late. You might be sitting here thinking, it's, too, it's not too late. Not too late. God's timing is such that any time is the right time. What else do we learn from this parable that Jesus tells us today about the, about the kingdom of God? 
where we read that all who respond to God's invitation receive all that there is to receive. Isn't that what we heard? There's no such thing as cliff vesting. There's no such thing as partial benefits. The issue of how much grace we receive from the Lord is never dependent on God's willingness to give it. Never. But it's dependent on our willingness to receive it. Isn't that what we read in the gospel today? That the landowner, the vineyard owner goes out and he makes the invitation. They had the choice. They could have stayed there on that street corner grumbling and complaining, but they chose to move out. That's good news. God's grace never does run out. His generosity never does run out. It's the, if, does the rich man and the poor man look at the sky and they see different things? Or, or those of us who have children, is there more love for one child than the love for three children? You see, there's no limit to God's love. There's no limit to his grace. It's available always, and it's hard for us to receive because we tend to love conditionally, don't we? We tend to love, I'll love you as long as you, and fill in the blank. But that's not with God. That's not with our Lord. That's not the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his son that all who believe in him live Generosity. Luke says it this way. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over would be poured out into your lap. This is what we hear and read from this parable today. God's timing is perfect. Never too late. That his generosity, his love, his grace, his compassion is always flowing out to be received. And then finally, we end up with God's sovereignty. This parable affirms one of the greatest themes that we find in the Bible. That's that God is sovereign. You know, he doesn't need a board of directors. He doesn't need a committee. He doesn't need friends to tell him who he's going to give his mercy and his grace. We read in Romans and Exodus, the Lord says, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And this is where we get a little tripped up here. This is where we start to think, well, if he's sovereign, does he pick in some to be in the vineyard and some not to be in the vineyard? No. No. He loves He loves and he loves. And he offers himself. Those workers had an opportunity to say, no, I don't want to. He knows the beginning from the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He knows the heart of each of us. And he knows how we're going to respond to him. And for all of those that are open to receive his love... All receive as much of his love as anyone else can. He's sovereign. 
And we need to think about that and look at it from God's perspective and not from our perspective. He's sovereign. You know what happens when we, when we enter into this kingdom? With God's timing and his generosity and his sovereignty. You know what happens? It's what happened to the women at the, at the tomb. There's an encounter that takes place within our hearts. And it's an encounter that sets us on fire. Because you know what? Our lives begin to change. Something's different about us. This is what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You've got to be born again. There's got to be a new birth. Something's got to take place within you. And what happens is that we receive the Holy Spirit. We don't just believe in Jesus. That's like believing in Napoleon. It does nothing. But we believe and we receive him. And then we have that encounter time and time and time again. And that, you know what that does? That makes us a contagion. That we want to share what we've received. Biblical principle, freely we've received this grace and freely we give it. We want to share it. Or do we just grumble like those workers? That's not fair. I've been at this a long time. Kind of like the, the elder brother and the prodigal son. Hey, you're throwing this party for this guy? I've been slaving for you. God's kingdom, his timing, his generosity, and sovereignty. I'll end with this. Malachi 3.7. Malachi, one of, the, one of the prophets that we're going to study, that we're studying in the men's Bible study. Malachi says, the Lord says through Malachi, return to me and I will return to you. Why? Because I've loved you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. If you return to me, I will return to you. Because you see, it's never too late. It's never too late. Unreasonable generosity. Grace not limited by our ideas of fairness. His gifts far beyond what we deserve. It's never us trying to earn our way into the kingdom. It's all God's generosity, all his grace. Father God, we thank you. And Lord, we return to you. We take all that we have from yesterday. And Lord, we take all that we fear of tomorrow and we just place it at your feet and we pray Lord that you bless this day that you give us the power and the will to walk in your ways Lord to purpose your will Lord that we might become so excited that we become a contagion for your kingdom
that's found within us, Lord. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.